Today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, we are on the road again in Lowell, Massachusetts for Chaotic Wrestling, and you're coming with us out there. Did they buy a ticket, Mike? No, no, no. It's freebie. Oh, boy. Did you clear this with the new owners? Using your comps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Plus an egg-siding review of your Inside Edition appearance, my friend. Your promo about nothing coming up and so much more, but first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, episode 111, presented by BDARadio.com. My name is Mike Crock, and I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, now a Ring of Honor wrestler, the male irresistible force, the genderless immovable object, we call him Oleghead, the Kingpin, Brian Malones. I'd rather be the Eggman. <laughs> the Eggman's in town. You got that straight. <laughs> Million to one shot. <laughs> Million to one. We are backstage, Lowell, Massachusetts, chaotic wrestling, and uh, the Inside Edition piece we talked about a number of weeks back here on the podcast. It aired this past week. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Uh, Somewhere in there. Yeah, I think I think it was on. Wednesday. Well, it doesn't matter because you can find the link to the video on Twitter at Brian Malonis at the WPAN. The link to the segment that you did. Ring of Honor retweeted it. They did. They did. Of course, they did. Amazing. Yeah. Did you get some followers out of it? I I have. I've probably gained like close to a hundred followers. Are you going to direct them to the? (laughs) We'll see. You know, perhaps. Anything to get a little more exposure and perhaps <laughs> certain gentlemen or certain nightmares, certain uh, super kick party participants can see that and see how uh, <laughs> how much of a force you are in the wrestling world. I'm perhaps. mainstream now, baby. <laughs> you are mainstream. <laughs> so the entire... There's, no, there's enough juice here to keep us all fat and happy. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully so. Hopefully so. So it was you versus an egg. Oh, and, and Anthony Green. <laughs> Anthony Green. Well, hopefully, maybe we could talk to him a little later about this whole thing where he was just uh, bandied about for, I'm sure, uh, quite a while. He looked weaker than an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so, is the egg sitter cushion, I believe, is the product? It is, yeah, the egg sitter. So, this is uh, something that's a big infomercial where they have uh, people of various shapes and sizes. Sitting on this cushion with an egg under their ass, and it's so soft and comfortable that the egg doesn't even break. Is that the That's premise? the gimmick. Yeah, that's the gimmick. It's so supportive that it cradles the egg while your ass tries to crush it. And Lisa Guerrero is the host of this segment on Inside Edition, correct? She is indeed. And she is uh, the apple of your eye? She's a lovely a lovely woman. She's a lovely lass. Yeah, she... Uh, she put over my dimples while we were recording. She told me she doesn't know how I'm a bad guy wrestler with those dimples. You, you make it work, though. And then she, uh, then she, <laughs> well, then you get to know me. <laughs> exactly. And then she followed me on Twitter immediately that day. So 
Uh-uh. And then we had lots of back and forth on Twitter. Yeah. Nice. Like uh, a man and a woman can have interactions without it being something nefarious. There's a gentleman here uh, tonight who says the exact same thing. Who's that? Mick Foley. Oh, okay. He, he says the same thing as well. He likes Lisa Guerrero? No, I think oh. it's like when you're know, talking about, you know, hanging out with the divas and giving them advice and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like, like wrestling gets like a bad rap, I think. Well, anytime in wrestling you see a man and woman together, everybody just assumes they're getting doing, it on. Doing the deed, <laughs> if yes. you will. Uh, so you did the deed on Inside Edition, but they had three different people do this test where they sat on the egg in the cushion. The first was uh, the farmer's daughter. The farmer's daughter. A hundred pound lady <laughs> yes then it was a model who's 125 pounds and yes she is a model <laughs> <laughs> and then it was you a bit of a leap there wouldn't you say a, t- a tad <laughs> did someone back out at the last minute a 250 pound guy kinda, <laughs> maybe last minute of cancellation yeah you couldn't go with us that day oh bro, <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> so oh, that, that laughs for kelsey <laughs> <laughs> so so they announced you brian at 400 lbs yeah uh, do they have a scale they did not. At this point. Why? What are you trying to say? Um, no, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm just saying. Was there any um, negotiations on on what your weight was going to be, or they just ask you? No, just... I don't. I don't know if they went on like. Uh, I don't know what I am on the Ring of Honor website or whatever. I, I don't. I don't remember giving them, them my info, but maybe maybe I did. Did you feel a little goofy cutting a promo on an egg? I'm gonna squash you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Yes and no. I guess like it's. That's so much goofy shit at this point, man. Like it's whatever, par for the course. Like, I, I, I guess the only the only thing I felt awkward about was, um, I will say, like Johnny Rods had some concerns about them like making fun of wrestling, right? And he was there watching that, so I definitely was a little self conscious with somebody like Johnny Rods watching, and and you know, a little worried that you know, I, I didn't I didn't want it to appear I was being disrespectful to pro wrestling or whatever but he you know he, i talked to him afterwards and he didn't mention anything about it and i didn't ask about it either so <laughs> did he feel did he feel better when you started yelling at a seat cushion no egg sitter is gonna protect you from me <laughs> hey hey you know what i got hired for a job they asked me to do it and i and i and i did it so were there any lines that hit the cutting room floor in your promos um not really and like they they didn't really give me a lot oh on the promos yeah there's a like they had me cut like three. Um, it was weird. They had me like walking around the ring and the camera going around with me. So I was like getting like dizzy, <laughs> like right, like puke or something. Not really, but it was just they had me like literally circling the ring as the cameraman circled with me. Um, so yeah, I cut like three, probably like one minute promos. So well, uh, I have a little thing for you here. Can I get a line read on a couple of uh, rejected lines? <laughs> sure, sure. For, uh, <laughs> for your promo on an egg Sh- here we sure, go mike read, the, read those three the first one you're in for some shell shock what do you think is that good uh, yeah it's probably better off rejected <laughs> what, what do you got this is going to be excruciating oh that's pretty funny that's a little, little dad joke all right, all right you gotta get the dad jokes in now <laughs> yes i'm gonna crack you open and spill your guts Wow, that's a good one. You should have gone with that. What about uh, these pretzels are making me thirsty? 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Go with that. Go with That's that. That's a winner. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't heard... Uh, if you haven't watched the video, go watch it now. Pause the podcast. Spoiler alert, folks. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You didn't break it. No. The egg completely no-sold you. No, it, yeah, it certainly did. Well, no-sold my ass. Yes. <laughs> and you fucking bonsai dropped that thing. <laughs> you came down I, hard. I did. I said, well, it's funny that we did a few takes. We did a few takes on that, too. So I, I sat on it, like, same egg, too, each time, like, five or six times. Like, they just wanted to get, like, different angles or like do yeah, it I think again. they showed like when they before they went to the actual piece with uh Deborah Norville in the studio they showed a different take of you sitting on it yeah you know, like yeah a, so a more a few, gentle take yeah a few a few different uh few different takes of that and then after you didn't break the egg you and Lisa Guerrero did a spontaneous not planned at all spot uh, well you know the funny thing is it really wasn't because I was I like so that hard-boiled thing like I just did it on the spot on um, and I did that on the first take. So funny thing is, she tried to break the egg on my chest initially, right? Like three times, it didn't break on my chest. What? The egg, the egg did not break on my chest. So I was so then we were thinking like, oh, did they use? Was this really like a like a gimmicked egg? So we cracked it or whatever, and like you know, and like oh no, that's that's a real egg. So then she decided she got she asked me if she could crack it on my head. So why were you like upset that it didn't break? Because I guess you wanted your gear to be ruined? Is that the, is that the deal? <laughs> Mike, it's called acting. It's called playing a role, my friend. <laughs> acting. And, uh, they really, you know, and the funny thing is, they again, they really gave me no um, no direction. And it's so funny. She was, and this is going to sound like I'm trying to like brag or whatever, but really not. Like she was just, but she they were like surprised that I could just ad lib shit and like, right. Just, like there, it was like, wait, you got like a professional wrestler. Do you not understand like what professional wrestling is and what we do? And like, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I find it so funny. She, they were just blown away that I was able to ad lib like three or four lines or whatever. You I know. guess they didn't get that dynamic of a performance from the farmer's daughter. I, I guess not. <laughs> I, I guess not. But, uh, you know, yeah. So then the, the best part was the egg getting all over her. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> a little splashback there. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's not a lot of people like, oh, karma, karma. It's like, oh no, she was uh, she was awesome. Like she was super fun to work with. Like you know, wasn't like stuck up or anything like that. Like we chit chatting in between takes, and like it was it was really fun. She was really great to work with, and um, super nice, super accommodating. Like taking pictures and stuff, and um, so yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And and I knew who she was when she walked in. I didn't, you know, I knew who. I was familiar with Lisa Guerrero from a couple of different mediums. Right. <laughs> so so um, we are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Yes. So let's get to the behind the scenes of this thing. Okay. All right. Just some rapid fire questions for you. Okay. How many eggs on set? They had one dozen. One dozen. I figured something like that. Yeah. They, he, he, literally, he literally had just like, like they went to like, I'm sure there, I think there was like a probably a little convenience store they stopped at on the way to the shoot and just grabbed like a... Right. Like a dozen eggs. Organic? Uh, no, they were your standard run-of-the-mill eggs. So, and there were no brown eggs? There's no, wall white eggs. Okay. Was there any betting on set? Anyone saying, uh, this big guy's going to break this thing? Uh, most people thought I was going to break it. Were you allowed to sit beforehand? Or were what? you standing the entire time and then... What do you mean? You know, uh, were you practicing? Did, oh. you, did you do a walkthrough? Oh, no. We didn't walk through. It was just go, go right into it. 
go, go, go. How long did you sit on it after you sat down? <laughs> very, very briefly. Just that what you saw like uh, on TV, like we essentially did slightly different versions of the same thing. I sat proudly for a second. She asked me if I thought it was broken. I said, oh, it's crushed. And then. So you didn't sit long enough for it to hatch. You all right? I'm not going to dignify that. <laughs> was the MSPCA on set? <laughs> they, they, they were not. These were not fertilized eggs, Mike. Okay. Uh, did you get a free cushion? I did not, which I was actually disappointed. <laughs> uh, now, will you continue sitting on produce? Is is a? I don't think eggs are produce, buddy. Produce? No, or, dairy. Well, okay. Well, no. Well, what's the payday? <laughs> <laughs> now, were you prepared if this thing went sideways? Sideways, have, sideways how? Did you have wipes, uh, garden hose, perhaps? <laughs> Just a change of clothes. Okay, that helps. Um, now, would they have paid for dry cleaning? <laughs> maybe they could have taken up a collection. <laughs> or maybe they could at least have one of their wives go and get the <laughs> yeah. dry cleaning done. They offered me a hotel room. Really? You yeah. didn't take it? No, no. I had to get home. <laughs> Last question. All right. Omelets after? <laughs> no, Chipotle. Oh, all right. Disgusting. Rest stop Chipotle. Okay, real last question. Was payday? We don't discuss money on the show. Oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> Bruce. Oh my God! It was a nice payday. Was it? Do you want to do the uh, curb your enthusiasm? Uh, if, if I hold if I hold the microphone above my head, <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> um, okay, Brian. So you're a superstar now. You got a hundred new followers. Things are looking up. What's next for the Kingpin in Hollywood? <laughs> in Hollywood? Well, I, funny enough, what? Uh, they've contacted me about a potential upcoming uh, another spot they might do. So, What are you sitting on this time? Uh, I'm not going to divulge what they, what they have discussed with me, but uh, it might be a similar, similar sort of thing. The most famous ass in TV <laughs> news magazines. Right there. <laughs> right below Kim Kardashian. That <laughs> yes. is a kingpin. Kim Kardashian's got nothing on me. Are you going to pose for one of those covers like she did? Was it Paper Magazine? Yeah, sure. Why not? Grease that thing up? Somebody wants to pay me enough to show my ass? Why not? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you should probably cover that ass, if you ask me. And you can cover your ass out there at BrianMalonis.com. Well, I don't know if they can cover their ass, but they can cover their their, <laughs> their, their, their waist, I guess. <laughs> no, it's short sleeve shirts. Oh, all right. <laughs> BrianMalonis.com, what do they have over there? Well, we got the what I'm wearing right now, Mike, the Curtain Jerker T-shirt. Yes. They got the uh, the Mastodon T-shirt. You got the uh, the Kingpin T-shirt. And we have a special guest here yes. who is uh, going to expound on the many virtues of the Brian Malone's T-shirt collection, the owner of a the- A frequent customer. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Fieri is here. Hello. Hi, Michael. Hi, Brian. Michael, how are you fellas? Hello. Week? We're this great. Is, this is a little warm. Are we at intermission? Not yet. Oh, okay. Two out of three falls. Heavyweight title match is about to head out. Oh, okay, good. We have time to record this thing then. I can go out. As, uh, Michael's very upset because I want to go sell merch at intermission. Imagine that. Michael hating someone being an entrepreneur for themselves. <laughs> Entrepreneurial? Yeah, just because you never put anything into your career, Michael, didn't mean nobody else did. <laughs> hey, did just be, just because uh, Mike Crockett was and never was, don't, don't make Brian Willis one too. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, you're like Big Jerry with Little Jerry. Well, thank you, Brian Fury. Bye, Brian Fury. 
Uh, so also, uh, BrianMalonis.com. Also, you can get the t-shirts through TheWPAN.com. That is TheWPAN.com. And plus, you can find out uh, how to subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on yeah. Apple Podcasts. You can leave a five-star review. That would be fantastic if you were to do that. Who wouldn't leave us a five-star review? Uh, just about everybody. I think there's one one-star review. If we review, recorded actually. this in the Tokyo Dome, it would be six stars. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one actually one-star review. Mike, what, what would you? Really? Yeah. Who did that? No one wrote anything, but I think they just left a one-star review. What a jerk off. I think it's Joe Murata. <laughs> he told me he left a review, but he didn't write anything. Like, it doesn't count, Joe. <laughs> if you click a, a, a review, a five-star, even if you leave five stars, if you don't write anything, it's just... Mike, what would you what would you do? Uh, you know, it's funny thinking about like your reaction to when like my match when I told you my match for Ring of Honor Lowell, where you just let out this weird laugh. Like I don't even know what the reaction was. Like, what would you do if all of a sudden you saw an announcement that I was wrestling in the Tokyo Dome for New Japan? You would be like, book my flight. <laughs> You'd be at a loss. <laughs> I, yes, I really wouldn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Plus, I'd have to find a way to connect with you and record uh, over the uh, while Skype. In, while I'm in Japan. Yes. <laughs> well, you never know, buddy. Hopefully uh, hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. Mm, get, well, no, nothing's in the fire. I'm just, oh, okay. You know, I saw yeah. a gl- glimmer in your eye. I wasn't no, sure. No, no. Everybody's got to have goals, right? Yes. And uh, we also have the Facebook group going on, putting over podcasts. You can go there and you can uh, talk about pro wrestling podcasts. Yeah, you, uh, you weren't so nice to I don't know. Was it in that group or was it the OVP group that you were not so nice to me? You didn't even tag me. Oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was the OVP group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Being a real piece of garbage. <laughs> so, and, and I think in our group is the one I said, you asked the question of like, what you, would you improve or whatever? And I said, co-host. That's not nice. <laughs> not nice at all. I I, I figure you get the Malonis on the on the uh, on the leg, and I didn't want to like give it away. I wanted people to look at it and like try to figure uh, out. Nobody recognized. I was all tanned and muscular. <laughs> muscular. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, let's uh, get on with the show here. As I mentioned, we are backstage, Lowell, Massachusetts, Chaotic Wrestling, and uh, we had just had someone come and sit down, and he's very scantily clad. Yes, he's a good a friend nervous. of mine. He's a good friend of mine, though. It didn't look like he was a good friend of yours. What do you mean? I got, a, I got him a spot on national television. And you uh, wiped the floor with him for a good <laughs> however long. How long, How long, Anthony Green, you are joining us. Retrosexual Anthony Green. Retro. So what's unfair is he beat me up for probably like a good five minutes. And you got to see all of about eight Eight of what he did to me. By the way, his hair pulls, the realest thing in pro wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Learn real quick. That is true. I've heard that from a number of uh, uh, sources. I, the only reason I really invited you over here, AG, was uh, for the girls. And uh, you're here by yourself. You you didn't tell me that. I would have easily brought them over. You could both have one on each lap. Ooh. Uh, as long as the missuses are okay with that, you know? <laughs> The Platinum Honeys. They don't listen. Correct? They don't. They don't listen yes. to our podcast. <laughs> no. no, they don't. They Did you really see the don't. video of them making out with me? I was going to bring that up. Yeah, <laughs> that, that vile video. That I saw. More yes. like viral. Viral for chaotic. Like you know, the one. Five you know, thousand. The one girl there has literally probably never spoken a word to me. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if I offended her somewhere along the way, or I don't know how we never they have sp- names. Brian, we've never spoke. Is her name Michelle? Or uh, well, well, yes, Michelle's her real name. She okay. goes by the name Angel. Okay. Brian, Angel Samantha St. Clair. It spells ass. Or oh, okay. Yeah, she's never spoken a word to me. We should change that. No, it's okay. Okay, let's do the podcast. <laughs> so when I first met you, Anthony Green, you were a young. 
round-faced referee. Chipper. You were. <laughs> very excited to be there. And uh, now you're here. You're hairy. You're, you're <laughs> so, out there. So he was a young... Round face referee, and now you're an old round face referee. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens when you get up there in age. You know that, Brian. So, uh, Crockett, I think what you're getting at is yes, pro wrestling ruined me. Okay. <laughs> You've been he walk- sullied. He walks around like real life looking like this. Day by day. Zubaz <laughs> you let, wearing. You don't let the beard grow. You got a, a, a handlebar, a Hogan esque mustache. Very. Uh, I call it. Uh, I'm allowed to say this. Uh, I call it the Fu Man Jew. Oh, okay. Crockett's uncomfortable with that. <laughs> That's probably going to be edited out. I'm, I'm Jewish. Okay. Yeah. My last name's Green, short for Greenstein. Oh, really? Yeah, my dad changed it when he was uh, old enough to do so. I see. So uh, you keep the mustache. You don't uh, let the beard just grow in between shows. If it's, like a, time, huh? if it's like a lazy day, maybe I'll let it go like a day or two. But then it looks really uncomfortable because I got these like super thick sideburns and this mustache. So it, it looks worse if I don't clean shave the, uh, the chin and cheek areas. So do you get any uh, dirty looks from folks? All the time. Um, <laughs> but believe it or not, if I'm in like the right area, like I wrestle in Oregon, and like everyone just looks like this. So it's, it's howdy, neighbor. How are you doing? And to be honest, I went to a Wawa in New Jersey, and there was another gentleman with a mustache, and we didn't like say words, but we locked eyes, and we both kind of acknowledged <laughs> like, you know, the mustache bash. So Didn't you have a mustache at, at one point, Michael? I feel well, like you- we did a, yeah, we did a mustache show for chaotic wrestling one show i just uh, had the mustache todd sinclair listener of the podcast he had a mustache his, as well his was disturbing and uh, <laughs> mighty mini tried to buy a mustache because he couldn't grow one and he wasn't allowed to wear it Didn't on the show psycho dye his red i think so you should dye e- yours red there ew. You go. i don't think I, i'd have to bleach it first you like the- zubaz colors zubaz mustache yeah like different colors i think it'll look fantastic mm, i actually sell mustaches at my uh, gimmick table and how are they selling? It's <laughs> awful. But I think I, th- I think Michael wants to know is how much for a mustache ride. There you go. Five cents, five cents. <laughs> 25 cents nowadays, oh, man. Oh, jeez. Inflation. <laughs> this isn't the 70s anymore, pal. <laughs> Just look like it. <laughs> so where did this whole thing come from, retrosexual? You were all good Anthony Green. First you were the uh, fresh-faced referee. Yep. Then you were all good, and now you're a creep. <laughs> how did this, this happen? Um, so I had an epiphany. One night, uh, late 2017, and I figured out, like, All Good Anthony Green, like, who is that? Like, what is All Good Anthony Green? If you asked me who All Good Anthony Green was, I couldn't give you, like, a real explanation. So I thought, like, I needed more of a character and not be unexplained wrestler in tights anymore. So I racked my brain, and this was actually an idea I had years ago, and like I was told it like wouldn't work. So I talked to my group chat featuring Donovan Dijak, and he said, it's better than any... <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> my longtime close personal friend. <laughs> my good pal, as seen on uh, NXT TV. But yeah, so I thought I needed something different. I came up with this idea. I didn't know what it would look like right away. And to be honest, uh, Malonis was there when I debuted at Beyond. And it was like very much just like in its prepubescent stages where I was wearing Zubaz and I had a crappy like windbreaker. I had a terrible like super thin mustache and terrible like sideburns that like like almost like uh, booted at the end. So soft mustache? It looked t- soft stash, if you will. <laughs> uh, it looked terrible. 
but I knew in my head what the vision would be. And like Fury said, oh, you know, I, I need to see you like be more, uh, have more congruency with the character. And uh, he didn't say congruency. No, I'm Brian just, Fury did not say congruency. Pa- <laughs> paraphrasing, I guess. Right. Uh, Josh Briggs said the same. Like, I just want to see you commit to it. I want to see like what it's going to look like. And it took you know two, three, four months over time to like get the cool jacket, get the glasses, get the custom Zubaz gear, the tearaway pants, just like really commit to everything like the way that I envisioned it. And now that I'm doing it, like cool things have been happening. When did the honeys come on board? Oh, that was at a uh, Cold Fury this year. They uh, made their debut. It was supposed to be a one-time thing, and it just was so cool that uh, the uh, the higher ups in chaotic wrestling and other places are now uh, slowly using the honeys. Who doesn't love everywhere? Good-looking, scantily clad women. How? Yeah, I just I think that's the real reason why I'm getting over. I got I got sloppy <laughs> broads wearing next to nothing. <laughs> their, their outfits at the most recent Beyond show were just. <laughs> really? Quite uh, salacious. Some would say tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of butt cheek. So back to the video. You started with a, a very uh, sloppy kiss to one of the honeys, and then yes. you do the exact same thing to the other one. Now, who directed you to do this? Was this your own concoction? On the, uh, the sheet, if you will, it said, Anthony Green promo doing weird stuff. So Mission I f- accomplished. So I figured uh, <laughs> I wanted to make it as close to a soft core pornographic video as possible without showing any nip. <laughs> you, How about yeah. the ending of that, huh? The, I don't think I stuck around. You should have. Why were you so uncomfortable with this? I, I had to check you out. Need, you need to watch the ends. Because uh, uh, picture this is Crockett. His his wife is 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 over very sh- very pregnant right now. Very emotional, I'm sure. And all, all you hear and is uh, <laughs> or or well that that that's my point here is he's watching this video and not realizing where it's going. And all he can think of when he's starting to watch it is, oh my god, she's gonna catch me. I think I'm watching porn, and so he had to shut it off really quick. Um, so the ending. Did you see the entire thing, Brian? Uh, I thought I watched the whole thing, but if you start with that creepy kiss it gets creepy it gets creepier so uh the whole video is filmed like almost stomach up if we're sitting down and at the end i I say my big line and uh ava everett aka my girlfriend uh excuse me says yeah letting you guys know i date hot chicks (laughs) both of them they're both my girlfriend uh she says all right enough talking anthony can we play with it now and she kind of uh eyes my my lower gimmick. my lower region, my gimmick. And she reaches down, still still no camera to see, and she pulls out a Rubik's Cube where I regret not saying, be careful, it's very hard. Uh, but hey. <laughs> well, I'm t- see, this is the real reason why I don't talk, guys. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Vince is going to see this or hear this. <laughs> yeah, we have given you a bit of a ribbing uh, over the the months about the fact that you have appeared in this podcast before, Anthony Green. Sort of. Appeared? <laughs> yeah, well, you appeared. You were, stand, you were sitting there. You just I didn't was. speak. The, the round table. Yeah, who was? Scotty and yeah, it was, Julie? That was it. Yeah. No, it was just Scotty. Just and, Scotty and, and, and us, yeah. SummerSlam 2016. So you would have come to me. You came, you came to my house. I forgot about I that. I did, yeah. You guys had Chinese food, and I was on a diet because I was trying out for a reality show, so I brought a salad that I didn't enjoy. While you all, <laughs> while you all ate, like, crab raccoon. Dairy New Hampshire Chinese food. Dirty rice. Probably was crab raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> so big stuff has happened for you this year, Anthony Green. Uh, the Super 8, we have an alum right here in yeah. Brian Malonis. If I'm not mistaken, you've refed a Super 8 or two I did. in your day? I did, yes. And also the Young Lions Cup for Chikara, yeah, right? Yeah, I did that, yeah. 
How you feeling these days? Man, really cool. Uh, recently, uh, one to watch in the latest Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I just saw that today. Yep. Uh, Didn't get to wrestle me in a dark match at Ring of Honor, though, much n- to my chagrin. <laughs> Man, you'd be uh, you'd be the world champ by now if, if it were me. Just saying. Um, for all in, if you would have wrestled me, dude, we'd That's... both be. Dude, we'd have to rematch it all in <laughs> Chicago. Crockett, Crockett's been like this campaign to try to get me booked with that. No, nobody in the Bullet Club has ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure the only one in the Bullet Club that know, that may know my name is Cody. <laughs> oh, that's not that's, a, he might have forgotten my name. That's not a bad person to have on the list. Um, other than that, though, um, I make my Combat Zone Wrestling debut at the end of June. Oh, pretty exciting stuff there. Nice. Um, other than that, man, just wrestling a lot. I'm actually going back to ECWA mid June. Uh, they're running a show at uh, the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City. So maybe go play some slots. Maybe uh, could, you, could you get Crockett back in the door at ECWA? What do you think? Yeah, Yo, you're, tr- you're trying to come back. Oof, uh, <laughs> you one more. He misses match. those Delaware trips. Oh my god. Maybe we could call up uh, Gary Michael Capetta again. Stay at his house. Oh, maybe I can get a uh, raise him a fifteen dollars. <laughs> 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 we'll see about that. Uh, so you've been doing this thing for a while now. What's your most embarrassing moment doing this thing? Do, do you just have no shame with this thing, or do, are there any moments where you're like? You're a real asshole. Why? <laughs> do you have do you have no shame? <laughs> <laughs> um, um This is coming from a fucking guy who spent twenty years of his life officiating fake fights. So you you'd think it's embarrassing, but I love to call it for myself. I always do the sunset flip, don't go. Guy pulls the pants down. Every time, just show just show him butt cheeks. Shawn Michaels spot. I show more butt cheeks on the girl sometimes. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think the most embarrassing is just how I have to live my everyday life. <laughs> with that mustache. Yeah. Uh, I went to my job when I first started doing it, and my manager was like, what is that? I said, is corporate going to fire me? She said, probably not. I said, all right, we're cool. We're, we're good then. <laughs> and uh, my, I see like my big boss like every week. She goes, how you doing, Tony? I'm like, oh, I hate Tony so much, but I'm doing well. And she always asks me like how wrestling's going. And she's like, can you get me a copy of that PWI? <laughs> because <laughs> I showed her the picture and then uh, my mom and dad went to Barnes and Noble and bought five copies <laughs> and made me sign every one she goes we're shipping this one to uh, your cousin in Idaho we're sending this one to your aunt my uh, my principal in my school loves pro wrestling can you sign this one to him I'm like, yeah, no problem. you know what we could do with the Tony <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's a mimbo <laughs> he is a mimbo he resembled that remark oh, he could use that that's good stuff he could be a mimbo a mimbo. What's what's a mimbo? Man, bimbo. Male bimbo. I like it. Yeah. I'm down. There you go. Yeah, I think it's you. You're welcome. To a T. <laughs> to a Tony. <laughs> Tony, that's uh, <laughs> too many sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> he has no oh, idea what we're talking. Oh, inside no. jokes no, of well, wrestling. It's, it's, it's Seinfeld. <laughs> it's not that inside. Oh. Well, it's inside if Actually, you're so under thirty. I fun, guess. <laughs> fun Seinfeld story. I'm not sure if you guys ever told this on the podcast before, but uh, when Mr. Crockett goes to the gym. I hear you can like watch Seinfeld and have like you'd not be able to hear it and still like oh, yeah. pop, pop for the jokes. Oh yeah, even though you can't hear anything. Right. He also he also does the same with Tom and Jerry cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to hear a Tom and Jerry cartoon to pop. I, I went we went to the gym. We used to go to the gym once in a while together. Yeah, and we were on, on the treadmills, and this is this is when I could run on the treadmill. Uh, the knees were a little a little better shape. Right, and this guy here is just cracking up. Like he's watching like the best comedy of all time, and I kind of peer over at his at his screen on his treadmill, 
and he's watching Tom, a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it was not. It was just, it was funny. Could to enjoy your run, right? <laughs> so yeah. speaking of enjoying your run, you yes. are enjoying your run. Sure am. As retrosexual, Anthony. More of a stroll. <laughs> it's a casual uh, soiree. Not a soiree. That doesn't work. The retribution tour. Can you uh, now, yeah. now uh, you may, may or may not be aware, Mike Crockett is going to be a father. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Could you help him out with some dad jokes? Oh, man, do I? Have... Oh, yeah. What happened to your YouTube channel? What happened? I, th- I changed the character, and I want to like I want to start doing rad jokes instead. Hmm. Instead of dad jokes. That's not that's not even a dad joke. That's like a real thing. Yeah, but maybe, maybe off air, you guys can get together. Maybe you can exchange numbers, and you get, you can, he can help you up your game on, on the dad jokes, because you're going to need them coming up. Actually, did you hear about the two antennas that got married? No. So the wedding was meh, but the reception was great. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, was looking at, I got it right away. I, was I didn't get Brian. it. I didn't it get it right. Forever. <laughs> we didn't get that. Re- reception. <laughs> huh? I get. It. Well, you're an old man. That you know that makes sense to you. Yes. So the classic uh, YouTube show. You tell dad jokes to independent wrestlers, right? Oh, even professional. Jerry Lynn was my first guest. Really? Mm-hmm. So what's the YouTube channel if you want to go and take a look at that stuff? I think it's still just all good Anthony Green. I, I can't I don't know how to change it. I'm so I'm so behind with the times. <laughs> well you are from the seventies. Eighties. Eighty five oh. to ninety five, man. Get it oh, straight. Come on. <laughs> you see my fanny pack? <laughs> and uh it's Uncle Rico. It's who? He's Uncle Rico. From uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I prefer to be uh, Rex Quando. <laughs> All right. Do you really want to get a roundhouse kicked in these bad boys? Yeah, he did have the, uh, the Zubas. Uh, <laughs> he was actually wearing a red, white, and blue uh, American flag atomics in that. But So is, you have like a legit relationship with the Zubas people? Yeah, that's legit. I have a promo code and everything. They they send me stuff. And I you actually, went to their like, yeah, headquarters. They, uh, not the, he- the headquarters is in Minnesota, but okay. they only have one store in the world. And it's in Niagara Falls, New York. And I got to visit it, and I picked up a bunch of stuff. They hooked me up, and yeah. Wow. I have a bunch of headbands in my bag if you guys want a headband or a pair of glasses. That'd or be lovely. Stickers. Thank you. you give them away on the WPAN. Perfect. <laughs> and you're on Twitter as well, sir? Uh, Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's at RetroAG underscore. And then oh, Twitter, boy. it's at RetroAG. The jerk that decided to take re- RetroAG is a real piece of garbage. Not you? <laughs> It was the, the not on Instagram. Some guy underscore man. Though I still secretly have a at all good ag account on Instagram, just in case you know I decide to uh like go retro on your own yeah. Yeah. person again. Now all good is retro. It's weird. Yeah. So it's wild. It's a wild it's thing we do. <laughs> weird, yeah. Revolving. Weird and wild stuff. So we're gonna call this your first appearance on the wrestling podcast. I'll take it. I talked way more than I think anyone has on their first appearance. I think so. You did I well. I don't think so. In like eight <laughs> minutes, I did. <laughs> I did a lot of talking. All right. Well, Anthony Green, really appreciate you stopping by here. Uh, why don't you go cover up? I'm going to go try to sell some stuff. You should. Me too. Goodbye to Anthony Green, and hello again to Brian Fury making another pit stop. I saw you over here all alone, so I figured I'd stop in and say hi real quick. Yeah, Malonis uh, ran away with Anthony Green. Oh, that's an interesting pairing there. <laughs> Anthony was here very... Uh, Unclothed. <laughs> yeah, he's um he's got an interesting look nowadays, doesn't he? Yeah, we talked about the video that uh, apparently you stand behind. This is on the Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, I mean, I was all. I mean, look, Bischoff says what controversy creates cash and stuff. Uh, I'm all for this new 
angle, idea, gimmick, uh, direction that Anthony Green is going in. And if he can make people feel uncomfortable, it's great because he's making people feel something, which is good, and I'm all for it. So crowd really reacts every time he goes out there. So so far, so good since he's become retrosexual. It was grotesque. <laughs> a little grody? <laughs> it was a little grody. And, and you had him in there with uh, Mick Foley tonight. He was. I, I think... Uh, him being one of the biggest characters in the show, you know that it was kind of like the perfect pairing. Ended up working out really great. Uh, I was very happy with the segment and the crowd seemed to love it. What did you think of it, Michael? I thought it went very well, and we didn't talk about it at all with, with Anthony Green. <laughs> Just talked to him for like twenty minutes and didn't bring it up. That's fine. Are you enjoying yourself here at Chaotic Wrestling tonight? I am. I am. You only show up every once in a while now. I do, but it's a Chaotic Countdown. You got Mick Foley here. Why yeah. wouldn't I? Right. Well, I figure we'll put some uh, stripes on you, send you out there for the countdown. What do you think? <sighs> Uh, well, I just stand in the corner, right? You got your black underwear on? <laughs> um, I I do actually. Oh, it's meant to I be. I do, I do. Um, I, you have a triple XL <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh boy, I don't give me out of that big. Come on. Well, you know, I got a, I got a ways to go. Give yourself uh, a little credit. It's a sympathy weight, right? It is. It Very is. Good. Yes, indeed. What's next for chaotic wrestling? You're heading uh, into the summer months. June twenty second. Is that a Friday? 22nd, 23rd? Sure. I don't have my phone in front of me, and I'm doing a lane on things here tonight. Uh, we're back to our home, Woburn, Massachusetts. That is the next Chaotic Wrestling show. And then all lead roads lead to Summer Chaos in August. Summer Chaos is back, Michael. In a big way. Yeah. So, you know, Summer Chaos has kind of been in and out a lot over the years, but uh, things seem to be going like with us right now. Uh, Chaotic is like three or four shows, bigger show, three or four shows, bigger show. So we're like couple shows into the bigger show of Summer Chaos. So all roads after the countdown head there. So whatever happens tonight and transpires uh, is going to start the uh, start the trek towards Summer Chaos. So I'm very excited. Looking forward to that. And then uh, possibly a couple new towns. You know, you know, being New Hampshire's favorite son, I'd be remiss to not try to bring Chaotic Wrestling up to New Hampshire at some point in time. So hopefully we can uh, plant some roots up that way soon and then just kind of see where everything else goes from there. There you go. And uh, I guess we should bring up... The newest signee, Josh Briggs, yes. past guest on this podcast, is signed with Evolve. How do you feel about that? I, I couldn't be happier. I mean, I knew he'd been out there kind of pushing himself and working a lot of places, getting his name out there and networking and stuff, and it really paid off for him in a big way. Evolve is a, one of the top independent promotions, and they have a great relationship with WWE. You know, the Evolve Tag Team Champions and a couple other people were just working at the um, WWE Access at WrestleMania. And so to have that working relationship is great, and it's a it's a huge thing for him. And you know, it's, I like to be like it's a huge thing for me as well. For another one of my trainees to be doing big things, so I'm I'm super excited, super happy for him, and I, and I can't really wait to see what more he does in this uh, business. And he was signed before he even had a match for Evolve, right? Yes, uh, they contacted him. Uh, they said they liked his work. A couple people there had uh, vouched for him, and he did some stuff with other people there. So they signed him, and then told him not to tell anybody, and then. He secretly went out to, I believe it was Chicago, and made his debut there, and then they announced his signing after his uh, first match. That's amazing. Very uh, cool. Very cool. Couldn't be happier for the kid. And last week on NXT, another trainee from the New England Pro Wrestling Academy made his television debut. Chris Dijak. You mean Chris? <laughs> yes. Chris Dijak made his television debut in a hell of a match against Ricochet. Short and sweet, but man, they, they, they banged everything out there in that uh, couple-minute match there. and I, It was a great way. It wasn't a victory, but it was a great way for him to really showcase some of the stuff he can do against you know one of the top 
guys in all of NXT right now, Ricochet. And what do you see for Dijak coming up? I mean, I think it's kind of be cutting his teeth a little bit, kind of seeing exactly, um, you know, what there is to offer there. Obviously, the talent pool in NXT is huge and super deep. I think it's just a matter of finding his footing and then seeing what goes on um, from here. I think they're still kind of figuring out exactly what they want to do with him, and he's trying to figure out exactly what he wants to do, change, keep the same while being there at NXT, and then it's a feeling out process. But, I mean, he's got the look, he's got the size, he's got the ability in the ring. I don't think there's anything that could possibly hold him down. They always say talent rises to the top no matter what, and I think with Dijak, like, it's only a matter of time before something happens with him. Back to chaotic wrestling. You had Mick Foley tonight. We mentioned him. Uh, more stars coming. We do, we do have one more coming in July. I can't really name whom yet, but we do have one more coming uh, to us in July. I think it's July seventeenth, right back here in Lowell, Massachusetts. Uh, we'll probably make the announcement at the very next show. But yeah, we got one more person coming lined up, ready to go, and then uh, again, we'll see what happens from there. So, how you feeling about everything, big guy? I'm good. I'm really good. You know, it's like I've said before, you stress out and day of the show, I wear a hundred different hats and I'm trying to make sure, because you know, we, we use a lot of my students and stuff from the school to help out with the ring crew and set up and everything else. So I'm kind of like, all right, you go here, do this, you do here, do this. And then with Mick Foley here today, it was like, all right, meet and greet's got to be over here. We're going to set this up and set that up. And then we have a ladder match, so we got to get that ready and blah, blah, blah. So I get stressed out in like and pulled in a hundred different directions, but I'm, you know, the crowd here tonight is huge, and it's great, and they're lively, and it's awesome, and it's it all pays off once the show begins immediately, and that, a lot of that stress goes away. So I'm I'm in a very good place. I'm very happy. Uh, this has been a whirlwind six months so far. Well, five months because it's just the start of the six month, but it's been everything I hoped it would be, and you know I I'm really excited and, and thankful and grateful to all the fans that come out and continue to support us, and I'm really happy with everything the way things have been going so far. Uh, yeah, I really expected you to be uh, adulting tonight, so I really didn't plan on having you uh, be a part of this podcast, but you just couldn't stay away. I, you know, I have the ability to sneak away a little bit here and there. The show kind of once gets rolling, kind of runs itself a little bit for the most part because we've gone over everything with everybody, meticulous detail. We got the you know production crew that can kind of keep things rolling while I'm kind of running around doing other things. But uh, the second half of the show is the countdown. I'm going to be pretty tied up throughout the most of that, so I had to stop over and uh, talk while I could. So thanks for having me, Michael. Thank you very much, and you continue to perform your duties as the permanent guest host of the wrestling podcast about nothing very well. Always. Can't wait. I can't wait to uh, host one of these with just Malonis and, uh, pretty soon. I'm sure it's going to happen. I think uh, that might happen, yeah, once, <laughs> once things start rolling here. Because we don't want Malonis all alone again. That did not <laughs> go well. Let me just take a sip of water here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, yeah, you you better get back to the show. Uh, I got to run. Bye, Michael. Thank you. All right, well, we heard from Anthony Green. We heard from Brian Fury. We want to hear from you. Get your voicemails in. We will play them on this podcast called 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. That is the best way to contact us. Guaranteed, we will hear your voice on this show if you leave us a voicemail. Also, of course, you can leave us feedback at the WPAN on Twitter. Give us your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion, on our uh, backstage journey here in Lowell, Massachusetts for Chaotic Wrestling. Use the hashtag WPAN and talk to us uh, about the show, about anything you want, at the WPAN on Twitter. And uh, let's talk about booking the territory with Mike Mills. 
mikemills.podbean.com. They do it twice a week, Sundays and Thursdays. Sundays, the Smoky Mountain Show. We recommend it, even though we didn't recommend that episode we watched a couple weeks ago. And the Thursday flagship show. Make sure you check out Booking the Territory. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we have to talk about our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Joe Murata, Michael Quinn, helm that trek into the world of retro wrestling. Make sure you check out ovppodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe to them as well and follow all of their antics. Go to the Facebook group. You mentioned that at the top of the show. Go to the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast Facebook group. Join. It is a great place to uh, talk about the classic wrestling. Plus, greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winson. One single episode of wrestling television each week. He dives deep into that episode, and you dive deep into the mind of Mr. Peter Winson. Greetings from Allentown is the podcast and the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart and all the rest. Rundown Podcast on Twitter. And they got stuff going on all week on that feed. Make sure you check all of it out. All right, Malonis is still MIA. I think he's selling gimmicks. It's intermission time at Chaotic Wrestling. And we have sitting down with me here uh, a gentleman that doesn't have to be out there. No. For intermission. Nah, I'm just chilling. Rich Palladino, the ring announcer extraordinaire, the voice of New England professional wrestling. Hi, pal. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm I'm actually thrilled to be here. It's good to have you back on the podcast. We Thank talked you. about Tony Rumble uh, oh, yeah. a while back. Yeah, that was a great episode. We got a lot of great feedback on that. Awesome, man. Anytime, I anytime you want me to just come and just shoot the breeze with you guys. Anytime, but I don't care what the topic is. And here you are. Here I am. And you're doing a podcast yourself. I'm a podcaster now. This is amazing. Ring announcer, commentator, interviewer, dad, and podcaster now. So, I mean, this is pretty cool. Let the Chaos Begin Yes, is the name of the podcast. Actually, yes. uh, Brian and myself appeared on For the Pops yes. uh, this uh, last Friday. So check that out on yep. the For the Pops feed, also on the NAI Pop feed. Mm-hmm. And every other week, brand new podcast, Let yes. the Chaos Begin, a verbal history of chaotic wrestling. And who better than two guys that have, were there at the very beginning? Myself and, of course, former president, CEO, and Mr. Everything behind the scenes here, Jamie J. Mikowski. So, uh, yeah, we're going to sit down and every couple weeks just, I know we, uh, we're just going to talk about the history of this business. And, you know, it's things like that after 18 years being here, it's, it's nice to jog my memory because a lot of things I don't remember until I see them again because, you know, I'm getting up there in age and stuff, but... <laughs> You know, we we did the homecoming uh, special with, of course, John Cena and Mr. McMahon appearing in Byfield, Mass. Uh, the next episode, and Brian Malonis, I have to mention that he was a part of that whole scenario. He was, and he shut off the microphone right before Cena came out to the ring. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he caught that part, but I watched the 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 footage was released from the vault. I was, wow! I was given a copy, but I had to give it back, and. Um, <laughs> I was watching that whole segment, and when Malonis came out, like running just nobody's bad enough to come out and ref my match, he literally took the mic and turned it off. So Does John anyone C- do that? John Cena just came out and picked up a dead mic. It was uh, that that was the biggest thing that stuck out to me. I never see anyone turn off a microphone. What compelled them to do it? You're saving electricity. I don't know. Maybe we'll ask him <laughs> later. He's uh, he's going to make his. He's a big star. He is a big star. He is, he is on national I, TV. I, I absolutely love the fact that. You and I were up there in the uh, balcony at the auditorium watching Brian Malonis in the ring with Silas Young and the Beer City Bruiser. Against um, Naito. <laughs> against Los Ingobernables. De Japón. De Japón, absolutely. So what a night that was. But uh, yeah, the Kingpin, yeah, he's something. But 
you know, I turned the mic back on because, you know, John Cena wanted to say something, but, <laughs> you know. Good on you. Yes, yay me. So the podcast uh, <laughs> just started. Uh, you can go check that out, like I said, on the For the Pops feed or on the NAI Pop feed. What are you looking forward to covering? You talked about Homecoming with John Cena, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, if you haven't heard it, we talked about it. You guys talked <laughs> about it. Vince McMahon appeared on an independent show. It was Chaotic Wrestling. It was 2007. Yes. They talk all about it this week. What are you looking forward to? talking about in the future on the Let the Chaos Begin podcast. There's so many topics that we've kind of put down on paper that we're going to talk about, whether it's, you know, the influx of talent from outside of New England that probably got better exposure here than than they may have been getting in their backyard, talking about the homegrown talent. Um, But I'm excited about the next one because when everybody thinks about Chaotic Wrestling, they think about Cold Fury. And we're going to go back to Cold Fury 1, which Ooh. was in at the uh, Knights of Columbus in Lawrence, if I remember correctly. Yes. And all I remember was the, the, the hard cam shot, Boston Harley-Davidson in the background. That was our old sponsor. <laughs> I mean, maybe we do a show about the, uh, uh, a show talking about the time we wrestled in the parking lot in Everett for, for Boston Harley-Davidson. <laughs> and everybody had 8 by 10 photos with the Harley-Davidson. I'm the furthest guy from a bikey guy, <laughs> but I had an 8 by 10 photo of me sitting at a Harley-Davidson table with a Harley Davidson coffee mug. I don't even drink coffee, and uh, but I, I just think there's so many things we can talk about. So um, I'm looking forward to just delving into the archives, and uh, I'm still watching Cole Fairy One right now. So that's going to be the next episode uh, that should be releasing. Uh, I don't even know the exact date, but uh, I think it's this coming Friday. It should hopefully be. we had a slight delay in the first episode. So yes, yes. So yeah. So every other week, like you said, with the for the Pops podcast. So. Jamie and Scotty, and then Jamie and me. So Jamie's just taking over the airwaves. He sure is. He really is. So you've witnessed so many people come and go from Chaotic Wrestling. We just talked about with uh, Brian Fury that Dijak, Chris Dijak, yes. made his TV debut on NXT. He did. You're almost like one of the gatekeepers, just watching all these people just uh, go on to superstardom. Yeah, you know, when I was younger, I was like super jealous. Now I'm just like beyond happy for yeah. everybody. I mean, my role's my role, your former role, or someday we're going to dust off that shirt. Well, hiatus. Extended hiatus. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, our roles are much different than, than the actual athletes that, that perform in that ring. But I, I consider myself very fortunate because you and I both know there's a lot of wrestling in New England, a lot of wrestling companies. And just to be able to be in one location for 18 years with all these people that have moved on to greener pastures, so to speak, it's, it's humbling and it's, it's actually, it's flattering to be a part of such an organization, but it speaks to the quality of the product of chaotic wrestling and obviously the quality of the training. Uh, right now, Brian Fury is the most dominant trainer I'd say in the United States right now, he just turns them out. He teaches them the right way. But I mean, even before that, we had guys like Killer Kowalski and Coach Mike Hollow. And, you know, we've we've had so much. JT Dunn said it best. Our heavyweight champion said it best. He said the difference between chaotic wrestling and everybody else was that their guys were trained properly. And I think that shows every time we put on a show. We've got a packed house here tonight for the chaotic countdown. I mean, it's just it's humbling. I, I honestly thankful that I get to work for this company. Every day I wake up, I'm thankful that I work for quality professional wrestling company like this and uh does that answer the question yeah <laughs> and you had a little taste 
uh, yourself the big time. You did a did, yeah. like a few days with the WWF or WWE at the time. Uh, I had a tryout. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was uh, it was it was a two day, and that was all through Doctor Tom Pritchard, who used to come and do camps at the uh, the old chaotic training center, now the New England Pro Wrestling Academy, 100 Belmont Ave, North Andover, Massachusetts. Perfect. Um, but yeah, Dr. Tom Pritchard used to come, and for some reason, I, I used to love sitting in classes. Anytime there's a guest instructor, and Dr. Tom took a liking to me, and we both liked ice cream, so you know it was a natural <laughs> synergy. Rocky Road, strawberry. <laughs> strawberry. But at the end of the day, it's just <laughs> ice cream. That's it. So um, yeah, for some reason, he took a shine to me, and they actually pulled me up in the office like, hey, you really want to do this? Got you a tryout. I didn't pass the audition. I did very well. I went to Raw and SmackDown for two days. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I was nervous as all hell, but um, you know that that could be a podcast in itself. But right. it went it, it it went very well. But I didn't fit the quote demographic. That's when Josh Matthews was, you know, fifteen years younger, had the spiked hair and the funky jewelry, and I just came in and wanted to be like the guy in the tuxedo. Hey, we're backstage. <laughs> Let's talk history. I wanted to be Mean Gene. You know, I wanted to be. You know, I, I I did some stuff backstage with Jonathan Coachman. I got to interview some of the guys just to see how I played on camera. Kevin Dunn said it went very well. Uh, it didn't pan out. And it was at that point that I told my lovely wife, Lisa, okay, now we can start discussing children. I did not get that job. So <laughs> here we are 12 years later, 12-year-old twins. Not a bad a, consolation prize. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. My son, Anthony, will give me a good run for his money. Uh, but uh, my daughter, Daniela, they're, they're both wonderful kids. They excel at everything they do. And uh, I'm very fortunate. So I kind of look at it and say, yeah, I could be on the road all the time and doing that WWE thing, or I could go home and, you know, be the father that I always wanted to be. I always wish that I had had growing up, you know, and that's another podcast right there. I'm <laughs> getting red-faced, but, you know, it's it's humbling, and you're going to experience that very, very soon, my friend. Yeah. Congratulations. Hopefully I can uh, put you on speed dial. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just remember... I had two at once. Yeah, you did. So just think about it. Just no matter how bad you think it is, just go, <laughs> damn, Rich and Lisa, they had two. My, my kitchen was like like a, a scientist's lab with all the different formulas and everything that each kid had to have. Right. This one was colic. This one wasn't. But, you know, maybe I should be on For the Pops, too. I mean, geez. you probably should. Yeah. So, but yeah. So. It's awesome. Everything's awesome. It's all coming together. Yeah. And yeah. you talked about Mean Gene, but your other hero, Howard Finkel. Oh. Tomorrow night, right? The New England. I mean, it'll already happen by the time people hear this. Yeah. But. Yeah. So this will be, I think, my third time co-hosting uh, with Howard Finkel. We've got the uh, New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, I did get a peek behind the curtain today that there will be another installment next year. Um, Joe hasn't done one. Joe Bruin. Big shout yeah. out to Joe Bruin. Uh, long time. He's done a lot of things, former ring announcer, promoter, everything. He created this thing. I think it's great. Uh, and some people will scoff at it. You know, as, oh, well, who is he to pick? Well, you know what? Joe's been around for a long time. And this year is awesome, or I should say was awesome, because by the, like you said, by the time this drops. Um, but going into the class of 2018, the Golden Greek Alex Arion and the firebrand Brian Fury. And I couldn't be happier. I get to bring up the inductors. Um, before you know, and uh, Max Bauer inducting uh, Alex Arion and Scotty oh, really? and Scotty Slade's going to induct um, Brian Fury. So you Brian, mix in. I don't know. I guess I wasn't available. Yeah. Sorry, well, you know, Scottie it's uh, it goes back to your wedding. You you didn't invite him to the wedding, <laughs> did you? It's, <laughs> it's going to come back to bite you in the ass at some point. <laughs> you know, at one point Fury actually said to me, he goes, "I don't know who's going to induct me." I was like. Oh, is he thinking about asking me? And then I saw Scotty Slade to induct Brian Ferry. I'm like, well, I guess it's not me, but that's okay because I'm already co-hosting the event and I take care of all the New England talent 
and Howard handles all the name talent, uh, WWE guys that that you know this year is Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, uh, Pretty Paul Roma, uh, Ricky Sexton who wrestled for Vince McMahon's dad back in the '60s and '70s, Hercules I think is being yeah, yeah, as well. Uh, unfortunately, posh, posthumously, posthumously that's yes. the way we say it. And uh, 26 members of the uh, of Hercules family, r- uh, real name was Ray Fernandez. Uh, 26 members of his family in attendance. Are you kidding me? To accept on his behalf. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's a great event, and uh, like I said, to be able to share a stage with Howard Finkel and with all these greats and everything, it's uh, it's it's another humbling experience. I'm a very very lucky man to do what I do. Uh, as often as I do, um, tonight's my, I, I keep track. Tonight's my 31st show of the year. It's only, it's only June 1st as we're talking right now. I don't know if I just, uh, it's okay That's to fine. drop dates, but you know, I did 63 shows last year. I'm on pace to do over 70 this year. And I consider the hall of fame. Well, basically as long as I'm picking up a payday, that's a booking. <laughs> so uh i so yeah so it's been awesome i've been doing interviews uh at wrestlecon every year now with uh title match wrestling chaotic wrestling beyond wrestling xwa what wrestling so i'm just getting out there i'm going to philly three four times a year now down at the chikara wrestle factory it's oh great i should not be liking this as much as i still do but <laughs> i've always said when it no longer becomes fun then maybe i'll just be that guy that stays at home but i'm not ready to be that guy that stays at home every night i love doing what i do so you do the uh, title match. Is that, that's on YouTube, right? That's on YouTube. Yeah, over 80,000 subscribers. Uh, I do that at WrestleCon every year. So uh, Are those being released uh, little by little? There are about six or seven interviews. One I did with Eric Bischoff. Uh, one I did with Victoria. One I did with Allison Kay, uh, a.k.a. Sienna. Um, Jack Swagger. So, so there's a bunch of them. You can find them on YouTube at Title Match Wrestling. So. And you are at Rich Palladino on the I Twitter? Am at Rich Palladino on the Twitter. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. I believe it's uh, Ringside Rich. And most of those pictures are just me and wrestlers that I mark out for and want to get my picture taken with and put it right there on the Instagram. That's it. Occasionally a picture of the kids, but you know, (laughs) Instagram's for the wrestling. So, uh oh. All right. You hear that? Here we go. I got to go. You got to go. Boss is calling me. Thank you, Mike, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, let the chaos begin the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Rich. Bye. Jesus, my goodness, taking you right inside the backstage area, Chaotic Wrestling. Rich heading back to the ring. They're starting the Chaotic Countdown, of which Brian Malonis will be a part. And I'm going to go check that out. And then we'll be back to close out the show. We'll do the promo about nothing with uh, your friend and mine, the Kingpin Brian Malonis. As the Kingpin drags ass back into the wrestling podcast about nothing. Uh, yeah, time- I, I, I turn my back for a moment and you have a uh, cast of thousands come on in my place. Well, time has passed. Uh, you had to, well, you ran off with Anthony Green. Were you hanging out with the honeys? Uh, that can't be disclosed. That cannot be disclosed. All right. <laughs> uh, so you're back. Uh, the I, was show- do- I was doing the J-O-B uh, at, the, at the, well... Not it's not a PPV, but yeah, there. Well, there was no repeat. We can say that. Spoiler alert: there was no repeat for the Kingpin. Took four men to eliminate me, Mike. Four men's a lot of men's. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> and congratulations on your uh, efforts, but uh, it wasn't to be this year. It all pays the same, buddy. It all pays the same. No, it doesn't. You get the <laughs> winner's share of the purse, right? Now, when you reach my level, buddy. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Kingpin, you're back. So let's get right to this week's promo about nothing. 
But actually, before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. Oh, boy. People ask me, what do you mean BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Big deal. Aldis. Hmm. So, yeah, big deal. Nick Aldis, the NWA champion, will be at All In defending the title against your boy Cody. Right? Yes. How about a real title match, Brian? How about a real title match? A real title match? How about Brian Malonis defending the APW Heavyweight Championship against uh, CM Punk? Well, if I was the APW champion, I'd be happy what to happened? defend it. I lost it over a year ago. A year? What? Over a year ago. UFO champion. You still the UFO I champion? I still the UFO champion, Excuse yes. me. Scratch that. Double back. UFO champion. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Malonis. Against CM Punk, it'd be a good match. I don't know. He's not really wrestling these days. I don't. I don't really like you know wrestling guys who don't ever wrestle. <laughs> what about referees and never referee? <laughs> well, <laughs> similar boats. <laughs> well, CM stands for Chick Magnet. We know that now for sure. They revealed that on the stand. There's a trial going on. You know this? Uh, I'm vaguely aware of it. Okay. Well, CM stands for Chick Magnet, and BDA Radio stands for the most unique commentary of mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Don't be a punk. Get your fix at BDARadio.com. All right, Brian. I'll tell you, if anything's going to get CM Punk uh, back in the wrestling ring, I'm sure it's a title match against me. That's what I'm guessing, right? (laughs) I'm a prognosticator. There you go. And Brian, promo about nothing time. The year 1991. Okay. The World Wrestling Federation for over 50 years. The revolutionary force of sports entertainment. Anything can happen. Sure can. And it happened in this promo about nothing. This one is from Wrestling Spotlight. And I picked this for a very special reason. You'll find out momentarily. We're hearing from one Sergeant Slaughter. Ooh. Infamous in these parts. Tarzan Taylor's favorite. Tarzan Taylor's favorite. Let's check out Sergeant Slaughter, this week's promo about nothing. I'm your guest. What's this? The wrestling buddy. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do to the ultimate puke in a few, few short hours. You know that's what I'm going to do to you. That's what I'm going to do to you. You got it. You got that puke face. You got that ultimate puke. I'm going to be wearing that belt. I, Sergeant Slaughter, will be the new World Wrestling Federation champion. Yes, Sean Mooney cameo appearance. But Sergeant Slaughter, I figured make you feel a little better. I gave you a hard time earlier. You were cutting promos (laughs) on inanimate objects. (laughs) So we take you back to 1991 where Sergeant Slaughter... Cut a promo on a wrestling buddy. Yes, he did. And choke slammed it and dropped an elbow on it. Yes, shades <laughs> of Ric Flair. Even before Ric Flair, I think. Yeah, that was a little that was that was pretty silly, Mike. Does it top you uh talking to an egg? That is the big question. To be fair, more people might have seen my spot with the egg than that. <laughs> wrestling spotlight, that was like the F show. show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess uh 
why don't you vote online? Who had the uh, more ridiculous promo? <laughs> Kingpin and a seat cushion or Sergeant Slaughter and the Ultimate Warrior Wrestling Buddy? Let us know at the WPAN on Twitter. Hashtag WPAN. Promo about nothing. Sergeant Slaughter. Just trying to make the Kingpin feel good as we wrap things up here on the wrestling podcast about nothing. And you, my friend, are hitting the highways and byways. Crisscrossing this great nation of ours. Plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you got them dates. I do, Mike. And I, I got to tell you, remember we had a discussion uh, uh, a little while back. There was a wrestling show at uh, Taco Fest in Boston. Damn right there was. Well, I got myself uh, booked for Northeast Wrestling in Terryville, Connecticut at Taco Fest. Are you kidding me? No. I'll How be about there. that? <laughs> you coming along for the ride on this <laughs> one? I'll be there. <laughs> That's June 9th. Go to northeastwrestling.com for ticket and card information. Then I also return to action again for Northeast Wrestling, this time on June 23rd in Bethany, Connecticut. Ooh. The lovely, the lovely town of Bethany, Connecticut. Northeastwrestling.com for full ticket and card information. I'll be taking on friend of the show, Big Bacon. Brad Hollister. Big Bacon Brad Hollister. There we it's go. It's going to be a heck of a matchup. I, it is. I can guarantee you that. It is. And then the 24th, the very next day, Sunday, I'll be in Melrose, Massachusetts for Beyond Wrestling. I'll be by the side of my main man, Cam Zagami, even though he helped eliminate me from the chaotic countdown tonight. Mm. Piece of garbage. Yeah. But I'll still have his back. Go to Beyond Wrestling Online for full ticket and card information. That, that is a doubleheader with Evolve. Ooh, so, and the newest signee, Josh Briggs. We Josh talked to Brian Briggs, Fury yeah, about that Congratulations earlier. to Josh Briggs. Uh, and then the very next weekend, the last weekend of June, I'll be heading to Baltimore, Maryland on Friday night, June the 29th. It's Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view. Don't know if I will be on uh, the show yet, but we'll keep you posted if uh, – if uh, you know, indeed I am, or if I'm not, you should uh, be signing up for Honor Club and ordering it on traditional pay-per-view. And then the very next day, Fairfax, Virginia, Ring of Honor's international TV taping. Go to ROHWrestling.com for ticket and full card information. Well, if you want to book the kingpin on your next event, Brian Malonis at Comcast.net is the email, or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. We're going to get you on that pay-per-view. That's the next order of business. Before All In, Let's get you on Best in the World. Indeed. That's a, that's a goal before the end of 2018, a pay-per-view match, Mike. You're sucking up to Cody and the Young Bucks. <laughs> I saw you sucking up earlier to Mick Foley. What do you mean? I saw you uh, getting in his ear a little bit. Well, he took a picture with my son. Yeah. So I was thanking him for taking a picture with my son. You couldn't uh, work your magic and get him to say a couple words in the podcast here? <laughs> I didn't want to bug him, Mike. But you did bug him. No, we had a pleasant, very pleasant conversation. He's a wonderful man, and truly appreciated him. Uh, you know, taking a picture with my boy, and uh, my boy got a uh, Cactus Jack figure this week, so he was very excited to meet the one and only Cactus Jack. And it was done. He got the picture to uh, show for it. Yes, indeed. So, uh, why don't you just buddy up to the upper management and Ring of Honor and get yourself on the pay per view? Let's let's. Do Mike, I don't do know. It. I don't know if you want me to climb the ranks of Ring of Honor because the, the higher I climb, the less likely I'm going to be able to do this podcast with yeah, you. Yeah, we barely had you on the show tonight. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I actually take bookings. When I come to wrestling shows, Mike, I actually have to wrestle on them. It's quite a life you lead. <laughs> uh, we're going to try to get you on more of the show next week, Brian, because we'll be back in seven days for episode 112 of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.